Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Sports Day, and it's been a jam-packed edition of what is our last show, Jared and I, for 2023. Gold Coast chairman Tony Cochran, in fact, the former chairman he is now, but he still speaks like one. Gold Coast draftee Ethan Reed, Hawthorne draftee, the Wizard Watson, and North Melbourne's AFLW captain Emma Carney joined us, and that's all available on the podcast for anything that you've missed. But right now, it is time for this man live in the studio. Now on Sports Day. Sport and the media with AFL Records senior writer Ash Brown. All thanks to Signet. Power every moment with a Signet power bank. Keep your devices powered this season. Visit Signet.com. And he was up early, Jared. He was thinking about he what was. we were going to speak yeah. about tonight. He was asking for prompts. Ash, welcome in. Hello, boys. Good to be with you for the last time this year. Where are you going for your holidays? Not sure. Uh, I had an overseas trip planned, but uh, world events might delay that, so I'm trying to work out where I can find a beach shack somewhere, Jerry. I might have to talk to you about that. Okay, you can uh, consult later. Should Jeff Gannett be given life uh, membership? Yes, he should. You're embarrassed by it? Embarrassed in the right word, but for all the uh, who have last few years, the first time around, he was a terrific president of Hawthorne. He really set the club up Mm. with some of the deals he did. So I think it's, it's coming across as a little bit petty. Like us, Andrew Gowes, he's been very good with the uh, transparency. I'd like to see the full reason why they've taken the action they did, but to me it looks a bit petty. Happy with the Wizard Watson? Uh, well, the highlight reel's great. Looking forward to seeing how it all works. Uh, him and Ginevan will give people a reason to go to the footy if it clicks. It'll be, they'll be mm. very entertaining. Mm. So uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how he goes uh, when the games come around. All right, you wanted to recap some of the biggest stories this year. When you do look back, there's been a, a whole heap of them. Not sure where you wanted to start, Ash, but you can fire away. Well, I thought we'd go through two parts. We'll look at what the stories we talked about in this segment and you guys did on your show all year. I mean, the biggest stories of the year, and I'm sure I've missed a couple, but uh, to me, the Matildas was the biggest story of the year I and mean, the way the country, in the middle of footy season, pretty much the country ground to a halt to watch the Matildas with the unbelievable TV ratings and took this team into its heart. I, I can't recall anything quite like it. So, you know, back to, I'm thinking maybe America's Cup back, Whenever that was, Jared might be the last time a, a sport, an Australian sporting team just encapsulated the country. Yep. So I thought they were the big story of the year. Um, and then, in no particular order, I've and I've, your thoughts on this. Ange Postecoglou is now taking us on a on a journey. We're all uh, we're on the uh, Postecoglou bandwagon. I think that's right. It's uh, it's been exciting. But I think the the thing Kane was that we predicted uh, his success, but no one in England wanted to hear about it. <laughs> Well, well, no. I mean, there was some naysayers. Oh, look, I didn't know enough 
about the team that he was taking over. You'd have some concerns. It doesn't when they matter lost with Harry Enzo. Kane. Where, where he uh, goes, success follows. Well, now the challenge is there because they, they've yeah. gone from undefeated top of the table. Now they've hit a couple of speed humps and a yeah. couple of losses. They've slipped down to fourth. And this is where the, the challenge will come for him. As we've said right throughout the start of the exciting season, it's a long year. They play a yeah, lot of games, uh, Ash. So we'll see how he copes with the next little bit. But, I mean, if he can get them in the top six, um, be a pretty good effort, I would have thought. If he can get to play some sort of European competition yeah. next season, that's been a major win for him. Uh, the Australian cricket team has taken us on a journey this year. Gentlemen, they've gone from being a team that a lot of people reviled to... After beating India, India, to revered. Good point, Jared. Uh, the way they uh, beat India in the final, and and they're at, and they were pretty courageous to retain the Ashes. I know they didn't win the series, but they, they didn't have a lot riding for them over there. They came through that and then went to India and won the World Cup. So, amazing transformation in their hearts and minds of the cricket team. Said last night, uh, gentlemen and listeners, it was the it's the best six to nine months of cricket we've ever had in my life. Mm. It's just been incredible. There's been great Ashes series before. But to have the compilation of the Indian series, where every ball was a hand grenade, it was just quite... It got us through the early part of the year, didn't it, Kane? It was just <laughs> absolutely we magnificent. And uh, then if you finish up with a World Cup uh, of test, of uh, one-day internationals, and in the middle, you had uh, all the emotion, all the controversy of the Ashes. It was quite, quite a year. And the Test Championship is good too. And the like, Test Championship. We, we had right. our doubts about it and what does it mean, but when you're involved in it and yep. when you win it, uh, I think you can see that it just definitely adds something extra to the calendar. So you chuck that in there as well. And I agree with you, Jared. I thought it was captivating. And the Aussie cricket team couldn't have enhanced their reputation anymore, led by Pat Cummins. Dave Warner has actually been a story in his own yeah. right. Um, and he was dead and buried early. He, uh, he hung on, got a... Double, it was double century, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And now he gets to dictate his retirement. Yeah, he gets to dictate <laughs> and he'll, he'll go on and make another few million a year just uh, playing one day internationals at various places. Five years, he's going to hawk himself around the world for the next five years. Yeah, not in T20s, I should say, not one day <laughs> internationals. The Yanks between the Aussies and England was another subplot to that as well, yeah, and we've certainly come out on top, but it's been a great topic on social media. It's The, the rivalry has increased, but no doubt their reputation has suffered, particularly when you look at what happened through the World Cup. They're still whinging about, about a run-out that was, I thought, there, and we've gone on to bigger and better things. So it's always nice to, to one-up the English, and they've done that in a big way. Yeah, there's a call for best of three. <laughs> So, best of three, best what? Of three final. Oh, please, <laughs> I saw some commentary around that on uh, Twitter. That's got about as much chance as a grand final in Australian rules getting best of three. Uh, the Hawthorne saga is another one. Always a fresh twist. The latest one being Jeff Kennett, yeah. the RGM. You'll find an angle on this story for a, a while longer, I think. Um, and obviously, the Alistair Clarkson issues during the middle of the year was a big part of that. Uh, the rise of the Carlton Footy Club, Kane. That was a pretty big footy story this year. Just the ride we went along. Yeah, and then the Carlton fans went along as well and they were unhinged at times and illogical and we sort of tried to calm the farm at we stages did. throughout the year. Um, and it was the actually way the fall on the rise, wasn't it? Because they, they did yeah. plummet uh, significantly given they were one kick away from a premier, uh, finals last year and then they had the, the horrible start, which was... Uh, geez, geez, got the phones ringing, Kane. It did, definitely. And I thought the club showed exceptional leadership and it was a good example for other clubs who go through similar and things turned and they turned in a big way to the point where I reckon they're in a really good position with the, the group and their taste of finals experience and the leadership at the club under Michael Voss right now. The Swans also came back from the dead too. They were sh shot to pieces early yeah, in the piece. 
Yeah. Well, three of the four preliminary finals, I think, were 15th at one stage in yeah. the second half of the season. Yeah. So three sort of grandstand runs to the finals, which just shows you 23-week season, you know, even round 15, 16, there's hope. It is. We had Port Adelaide starting slowly and club legends calling for the coach and they went on an extraordinary 13 weeks and then it fell away at the end. Just the ebbs and flows of a footy season. Like it's unbelievable at uh, one and three, I think it was. And then to to go on the run that they did was was incredible. So that was another good storyline, I thought, this year. And it was nice to follow along with that one until it sort of all flamed out in the finals. We've got the decline of Australian rugby, which we've spoken about a bit lately. And is it still alive? <laughs> there might be a pulse somewhere, but I can't, no one can find it. It's in critical care, isn't it? At the present time, it is just in such a bad state. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the way back for rugby because they've lost their lost their roots, if you like, because there's just not enough kids playing. Although they're, they're losing the private schools in in Sydney to to the AFL. Yeah, well, to the AFL or, or rugby league. Rugby league, they're just they're losing everything. They've lost the interest. I mean, we haven't spoken about uh, rugby union on this show seriously mm. for. And I'll throw Sports Day earlier mm. version into it as well. Five, ten years. It's been yeah. it's been it's been almost a decade. Certainly not for positive reasons either. No. Anytime it does come up, it's for poor performance or a coach is getting sacked or a coach yep. is trying to. I guess, betray his own nation and go somewhere else. That's the only reason we've spoken about it. It hasn't been for anything um, of note. You've got to be careful what you wish for. And if you track back the demise of uh, Rugby Union, it's when they went professional in the domestic league. It was 25 years ago now. No. How long have the Rebels been around? The Rebels been around for 10 years and done no, have had no impact, well, barely any impact in Melbourne. But the Super Rugby's been going Has for it? probably 20, 25 years. Okay. Well, maybe you've uh, got that wrong. The Damien Hardwick's probably the other big story out of uh, oh, the massive. year. That biggest was footy story. Biggest footy story. And just why that dropped. Tommy Morris the just floored us. Floored a lot of us. The so, old brown medalist. Yeah. So uh, that is the the the, the story. The, I want to sort of flag ne- next year's cane. This is sort of your wheelhouse. I think this, this yeah. is, I'm calling this the watch list. And we'll just go through these quickly. Uh, let me know what you think of any of these. Um, this is your one, Jeff. Fewer governance issues out of the AFL, maybe, do you think? Or, or do you think Richard Gord is facing a big year? Oh, he's got some challenges, Richard. He's um, he's uh, he hasn't got the full support of the board, I don't think. And I'm not saying the commission, but uh, there's plenty of clubs out there that uh, think they'd like to see a bit more of a, a visible Richard Gorder. How the how the chemistry between him and Andrew Dillon plays out is uh, yet to be seen. And uh, we all know how well they got on together, the CEO and uh, the chairman. Let's see how it unfolds this time around with uh, with the new blood. We've got, uh, this might be the last year, Craig Bellamy coaching the Melbourne Storm. So that's going to be a, a watch list, I think, how they go and the succession plan, which most people think would be, will be Billy Slater. But, um, yeah, this is probably not a huge story because it's on the cards and wouldn't be, I don't think it will shock anyone and whether they can land Billy Slater or not. They're certainly keen on, on doing that. So we'll see how that unfolds. But, I mean, coaching stories in the AFL are always the, the biggest stories. Yeah, and there's well, a, couple a couple to watch. And definitely Luke Beveridge will be one of those. I'm not sure about Ken Hinckley. I, you know, unless things went disastrously, you'd think he at least gets through the first year of a two-year contract that has just been extended. But if things, you know, went awry and they started slowly, then there'd be some pressure. But I'm not sure the club can afford to to pay out his deal. And, and Justin Longmuir was the other one. I mean, with at, at Fremantle, um, yep. he's out of contract and disappointing last year. Didn't do anything in the trade period. Haven't really done anything in the draft. Is the group that they've got enough to carry Fremantle to finals? I think that's one that probably waits right until the end of the year 
the home and away season, whether they decide to extend him or not. And, and Maddie Nix doesn't have a contract either at Adelaide. And not not dissimilar to Justin Longmuir, or, albeit probably a year behind where they think Fremantle should be. Uh, so those coaching stories are always big ones to follow. Beveridge will be the one, though, because we've got the review going on, taking place now. If, if, if there's a poor start a year there, then that's going to be all sorts of pressure brought to bear at the Bulldogs, you think. A couple of playing futures we've got here. Ben King's future. Joe, you nominated that one? Yeah, well, I just... Just basically where he plays, not whether he plays. Yeah. It's, I, I suspect he'll sign a longer-term deal up at the Suns. It'll be pretty hard. It'll be pretty hard knowing you put in five or six development years there. You get to really deliver. Um, to to move on when it looks like they're on the cusp of playing certainly finals for the first time, whether it's this year or next, it'll it's going to happen in the in the short term. Uh, and I know that the pool will be pretty strong to come back and you know, play with your brother or play in Melbourne, but I've got a feeling he'll end up staying. What about Bailey Smith? There's one and Dustin Martin. I think Dustin Martin's done, but uh, Bailey Smith, Kane, what do you think? Yeah, I, thought, I think he's probably looking for a new home. Um, he, like he wants midfield minutes. So if, he, if he's not getting that in the early stages, it is going to become a big story. If mm. Bailey Smith's playing wing and half forward again and not playing to the level that he did in his first couple of years, then there'll be a club that will offer him that opportunity and he's desperate for that. They've taken another midfielder in the draft at pick six. Uh, that's not going to help his cause either. So I, I don't know how he sneaks in there, but if he doesn't, I think he will find a new club, and, and that will definitely be, from a player movement point of view, a big story. And who knows? It could be a mid-season trade. Like, I think it's unlikely, yeah. but... No, it won't be mid-season. Well, it'd be big. it would be a big story if it was. If a club in the finals window yeah. went to a, a player who's dissatisfied with his current club and tried to move him mid-year, can you imagine that? Yeah, I don't get the feeling that he's dissatisfied. I don't, I don't see any sort of uh, suggestions or secrets or whispers about that. Laura Kane's impact on footy was pretty much steady as she goes this year, uh, post her appointment. Next year, she's got 12 months to impact. There's lots of things she can impact on. And it'll be interesting to see which one she chooses. Yes. Uh, well, she's got the, the legal background. So does she go to, is it head injuries and concussion, that sort of issue? The tackling? Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully not. Uh, that would be my big fear is that they cut too deep. And that that's what I suspect will happen, Ash. And you can see... Signs of that throughout the AFLW season where fair tackles to the body and now going straight to the tribunal for three weeks, like, give me a spell. That would be a disaster if she tries to cut out any physicality no, in the not, game. Not so I hope I hope she doesn't. They're trying to do it at the AFLW level and I hope it doesn't happen at AFL level because all of a sudden we're going to cut too deep. We, it's Olympic year next year, so if we lots of gold medals will be celebrating. Lots of, uh, lots of failure will lead to questions about funding for sport and... Do we need to throw more money? Does it at still sports? have the same prestige, the Olympics, as what it did twenty years ago? I think we're front runners the Olympics. I think when we're winning gold medals, Joe, you'd know this. <laughs> Does when it's on. <laughs> when yeah. it's on, it's big. But uh, you probably only remember three or four gold medalists per Olympics long term. Mm. Mm. I mean, I just, the Sydney yeah. Olympics. I can remember Kathy. Obviously, I can remember the beach volleyball. That was superb because uh, the Bondi boom was just absolutely massive. Uh, and then it's like, mm. who was her? What else? Yeah, and a few, maybe a few in the pool, but uh, the ones Thorpe, in the pool. Yeah, Thorpe, got yeah. it. Yeah, I think we won the uh, polo, didn't the, uh, the the water polo get up and win as well? Anyway, um, Ben Simmons plays. That'll be that'll, that'll put all eyes on the Boomers as well. Um, new AFL media policy coming out this year, came or next year that all players who played the previous weekend must be made available to the media. So 
hopefully the media use it or lose it. That'll be the you know to get out there early media outlets mm. and, and take mm. advantage. We've been crying out this for years for more access. Now that's going to be presented to us, let's go out there and grab it with yeah, both hands. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm uh, fascinated to see is what happens if uh, Braden Maynard does a smother like that and there's a story, not going to say it's it's Braden, but there's a story that big. Is that player going to be available to the media or are they going to tuck that away and, and that's going to be a separate uh, issue? Uh, well, to be or, fair is, to Braden, or is it all in? He faced the media that night. He wanted to put his uh, spin on it uh, that night on, was it Channel 7 or Fox? I can't remember, but uh, yeah. Collingwood was probably Channel 7, but... He was very keen to, to get in front of the media, but it, it will be testing, Kane. I think what mm. uh, Ash needs to do in the record, first edition next year, is yes. get a list of cliches for the players to use. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Because uh, I, I've been listening to some interviews pre the finals coming up in the AFLW over the last yeah, couple same. of weeks, and boy, the cliches don't change. So it's exactly the same cliches. And the list of most requested players to be interviewed. Who are the interesting ones? I think that's not always the best player, but it's the players who are interesting. And there's not a whole heap of them, to be fair. Uh, with our culture in Australian footy. And I don't begrudge the players for that because you don't want to give your opposition any ammunition. When they do, it gets yeah. blown up a little bit. But that would be another good list that we may even do on Sports Day, Jared. Those players that um, are the best okay. in terms of the media well, coverage. Well, I know what we're going to do next year. We are going to control the controllables. We're going to... Uh, <laughs> get our one wood out and get, put our best get, foot get forward. Get our one wood, uh, put our best foot forward, yeah. and uh, we're going to follow our processes. <laughs> Look and what, what goes on, it will stay inside these four walls as well, so... Uh, the MCG's future, it's been talked about for a couple of years, still no, nothing out of the MCC and the state government about the redevelopment. There's no money. But, but surely is, they're going to announce something soon. This is talking about it for the ages. world needs to work out. We are, the whole world is in <laughs> debt, particularly this joint here in Victoria. There's no money. I mean, the cranes aren't going to go up everywhere because there's no money here. No cash. No, no cash, cash here. here. Right on. So the MCG may get funding, but I don't know where they're going to get it from. Fascinating to see how the NRL goes in Las Vegas, Kane. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a, a one-week splash, a couple of days, and then everyone will forget about it, won't they? I want to raise that issue because we have been sold this um, round zero on the basis that there's no NRL. The NRL's over in rugby. But if you actually have a look... The week before. <laughs> you have a look at the NRL, they get fresh air on the weekend, and whilst we get... There's nobody playing in Sydney, but there's people playing everywhere else. On the same weekend. Yeah. So it's not as if Rugby League are giving us mm. carte blanche. But it's better. I and mean, there is live content. They've really got a one-week head start as opposed to three or four well, it's, that it's, they had before. Yeah, it's neutralised it to a degree. But uh, it's not as if Sydney is going to be devoid of rugby. You've only got to sit on your couch. It's going to be devoid of live rugby unless you, I think, go to Newcastle. I think there's a game uh, up in uh, the, with the Knights. But uh, nevertheless, it seemed to me as if we were getting this whole week where there was no rugby. Mm. And yet that's not the case. No, well, uh, I think it's no, not a lot in the northern states. I think that's what they're trying to get. Last one, we've got the uh, the News Hound Awards. We might have to bring back, what do you call it? The Hound Awards Hound next Wars, year. Because yeah. uh, uh, Tom Morris in the Channel 9 camp. Yes. The Mitch Cleary in the 7 camp. So the TV News Awards will be on well and truly next year. Yeah, so the, the Tom Morris role is interesting. They've created that specifically for him, and he won't be doing sort of packages that Mitch Cleary does, where they you know do the voiceover and, and go and do general stories. He's just there to break news, so it's almost an upgrade on the the Mitch 
role at seven. He won't be wheeled out to go and speak to Jordan Ngoi, who's doing some promotion and get some footy grabs as well. He's genuinely there just to solely break news. So I think it's an excellent addition for Nine. I believe his contract says no scans, so he doesn't have to go on Monday morning. No, no, well, no, no, none of that. And, yeah. uh, and how much he plays a role in, in footy classified and perhaps a Sunday footy show will be interesting as well. It's it's a great role, but it's a tough role. because oh, yeah, it's, pressure. It's like, okay, you remember the big ones, but... You know, stories don't break all that often when it's all yep. said and done. And if you can build a career about being an absolute newsbreaker, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, you are. I remember Damien Barrett speaking about just the the Thursday edition of the footy show. Yep. And he had to get a big story just on Thursdays. Yep. So imagine amplifying that to every day. Now, yep. they're not going to expect big stories every day, but they'll want something. So yep. waking up every morning going to chase something big, there's a lot of pressure that uh, comes with that. Yeah, that'll be uh, one. To, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased he's got the role. He'll be great. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll get Mitch, who I'm a big fan of, to race his game as well. So good luck to both of them in that battle. Yeah, the hand wars will be on next year. <laughs> we'll have to bring it back, I think. Also, watch out for athletes taking charge of their brand and messaging. We've had you know, athletes. That's been on a bit, hasn't it? You've uh, that's, uh, something you we you and I have talked about a bit, Jared. Yeah. But uh, I think that'll ramp up next year as well. I think players will recognise that they've got some agency to to get messaging and control their brand even more. Yeah, that's going to be interesting when they start promoting things that are up against AFL sponsors, which was for a long, long time taboo. Whether or not uh, it remains taboo, I haven't seen the, the new players' agreement, whether or not they've got more flexibility to pump up humour when uh, the AFL wants you to talk about Adidas. I'm not uh, sure, Kane, but uh, sorry, uh, Ash, mm. but it's going to happen. And social issues as well, whether players continue to take the front foot on, uh, on social issues and, and the big All world right. around us. Before we let you go each week and all year you've done your like of the week, what is it this week? The like, well, you sent me this one. It's an absolute beauty. It's gone viral today. It is Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. And Kawhi with eight points tonight, three of five from the floor. It is only three. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. we stop all the booing let these guys play? It's got all glass. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Pop telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard, but that's not San Antonio. So, who's the Greg Popovich of the AFL? Well, probably Clarko. Can you imagine if they had <laughs> access to a microphone that could speak to the stadium? <laughs> be, I've never seen that. So, Kawhi Leonard used to play for the Spurs. They won a championship there. He left and has now been to a second club. So, he's playing against his old team, the Spurs, at their home court, and everyone started to boo him, which we do, don't we, in sport? Yeah. The player leaves your club, they yep, come back, you, you boo them. But uh, Pop didn't like it, and he got on the mic unsolicited and said, stop Tell booing him. It was booing a former player. A former yeah. player, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I know, he's gone soft. No, that's uh, that's rubbish. Um, that's just uh, part of tradition, no matter where you are around the ground. Just to, just to, to ascertain the power of social media in sport, uh, you guys wouldn't be conversant with uh, Chow Poo, the most fearful wave in the world. Uh, over heard in, of it. You've heard of it over in yep. Tahiti. Well, the Olympics are going to be there because it's a French uh, colony. They are going to be there and every right. player, every surfer is desperate to go. I mean, it is the scariest wave in the world. And if it's big, it is going to be incredible must-watch TV. But they've had this uh, design on this mega aluminium st uh, structure that they were going to build into the reef because it's offshore. You just can't sit there on from the land. Uh, and the power of social media has had that actually uh, re uh, refused to be built 
built mm. because the damage it was going to do to the reef. So they're going to stick up the old uh, bamboo one that uh, they've oh, used no. there for 25 years. No toilets, <laughs> uh, no water facilities. So it's it will be interesting, but uh, I'm looking forward to that next year. It'll be it'll be unbelievable. I did not know that yeah. they're doing Tahiti, but it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, my dislike, Kane. Who'd be the one group of people you think would uh, most be looking forward to an extra round of footy next year? No, oh, probably the fans. The Fans Association came and said, "Don't like it." <laughs> I saw you tweet about this. They don't, do they like anything? I don't about like it? anything. I mean, Ron Isco <laughs> is a mate of mine who runs it, but that. What is what is it with these people? An extra round of footy, and no, I don't like it. Don't want it. That's that's their motto. Don't want it. Don't like it. <laughs> don't want it. Don't like it. You could uh, get yeah. up a jingle for that. Don't want it. I don't like, like it. a whole lot. I must admit, and I don't take a whole lot of notice of what they've uh, got to say um, at times. Before you go, the last one of these for the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for the all-powerful, all-conquering Shastri Fives. Is that fair? Oh, that's bullshit. I've got one. I hope you're going where you are. I hope you're going. But, uh, well, we might have two then. Okay. I, I think it's almost a uh, back to where it all started from. For uh, That's bullshit. But nevertheless, what was yours? Well, mine is uh, Brian Fletcher, who's the CEO of the Penrith Panthers, who might be drinking his own bathwater after the Panthers won three NRL oh, yeah, flags, which yeah. is a pretty big deal. I mean, well done to them. Biggest we are brand. the biggest sporting brand in the country. Yeah, I did read that with a bit of a smirk. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably uh, being tutored by Peter Vlandis. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I got um, the, the the. I reckon we could have gone to the reaction from some of the Indian commentators about the Indian loss. Oh yes, mm. because it was nonsense. It was the dew point, the spin, the everything fell the Australians. Well, I mean, come on, fellas, you elected the bat, and you you choked. You couldn't get the job done. Yeah, there was a lot of sooking and a lot of whinging, a lot of we were the best team on paper and all of that. And Ash, you said the best of three. So, yeah, that can definitely, Jared, be in the Shastri files. Oh. Ash, thanks so much for your contribution to our show this year. It's been enormous. I Looked loved it. forward Thank to you. doing it all again with you next year. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year, and we'll, we'll catch up in the new year. And to you guys as well, and thanks to the listeners for all the uh, support and encouragement. See you, Ash. Ash Brown there, as always. Don't forget uh, that our hot topic this evening was thanks to APCO. You can win 20 grand cash now at APCO Cafe 24-7. Just Head in there, grab two dare or big M's to enter. Enter at Apco Cafe 24 7. This is Sports Day, back after this.